Coming up on today's show, Alan Wake 2 being delayed, Modern Warfare 3 has been confirmed, Baldur's Gate 3 might be this year's biggest game, and much more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pixel Candy Podcast, our weekly podcast covering everything on the latest in gaming news, movies, television, and pretty much all things nerdy. I'm your host, Alan Sensich, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, the controller snapping, Sinchacho. What's uh, up, man? If you had a controller in front of you, would you be snapping it right now with all our audio issues? I, I Yeah, I, I can't with this shit. I don't understand why it's so complicated. I mean, I guess on a very fundamental level, when you think about what sounds are... It's like, I get. I guess I could get there, but I just don't know how video seems so easy. Everything else is so easy, but for whatever reason, trying to record audio at any degree of quality. I think like a phone call, a Skype call, a Zoom call. But the, the like, just so everyone knows, I don't know if the audience actually knows. We use professional condenser mics so that it sounds high quality, and it takes that mono signal, turns it to stereo. It's all this shit I don't fully understand. And like trying to get this fucking plane off the ground some nights when we sit down to record is like a thing. Yeah, even though nothing's <laughs> changed, that's that's yeah, the most wild. Our setup's part. exactly the same, but it's like, oh, can't hear Alan. Alan can't see me. I can't hear myself. Alan can't hear himself. It's like, oh, it didn't record. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, it sounds like there's static. It sounds like you're in the middle. You're in an airplane underwater on the show Lost. That's what it sounds like right now. That's like, legit just, what it sounded like. Because yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's really fucking annoying, so whatever. Um, we, we got some cool shit to talk about. There's one topic in particular that I'm going to go off on. So the, the first mm-hmm. two stories this week, though, that just popped up today are Modern Warfare 3 officially being announced and Alan Wake 2 being delayed. Did you know about either of these? I did. Well, yeah, I knew about Modern Warfare 3 for anyone new that's listening or hasn't been listening for a while. I worked on Activision specifically. It was one of my clients for, like, a cup of coffee basically it was like 14 months they were my client and um the absolute lack of creativity is fucking baffling at this point and i think it's like they it's because they don't have to give a shit they're just retreading the old stuff with this modern warfare 3 game they're like let's make the exact same shit again and let's make a billion dollars and it, it, it's it will make a billion dollars for it sure. will why why though like it, i i feel like to be fair the original modern warfare 3 probably needs to be updated but just could, could we just do something else? Like, could we stay away from the war? And could we stay away from, like, advanced fucking night vision hyper tech shit and just try maybe something else? I don't understand why well, it always has to be this way. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but uh, if you read the things, it's actually looking to change shit up quite a bit. Um, they, so, so far, the campaign, they haven't, sh- it was like a really brief trailer they showed off, but the campaign that they are promising that is going to have, quote unquote, player freedom and an open sandbox, which you That's just fair. played Call of Duty Black Ops. And like, that was the most open ended Call of Duty campaign up to that date. And like, you loved it. Mm-hmm. I did so love Cold War. I, That's fair. There's not a lot this of details just, yeah. on this, but the, like, fuck this this could be cool. The other thing that came out too is the fact that there's zombies in this, which is which is so means weird. Alan's buying it for sure. <laughs> I but this is the thing. Okay, so not the it's not the dev that usually does zombies, right? It's not the dev that normally does zombies. It's not the franchise within Call of Duty that normally hosts zombies. It's Black Ops, yeah. It, so for anyone that doesn't know, it, it, back in the day, it used to be Treyarch and Infinity Ward. And Treyarch was the one to start Zombies. That was where the devs that worked on that game were the ones who created Zombies. 
and every year it would go back and forth and when it got back to Treyarch I was always pumped for the new zombies experience Mm -hmm. that core team that made zombies from the ground up and built it to what it was left games ago it's Mm. it is a different beast now it's not bad it's just it is not what it used to be so i'm i'm pretty shocked that they're going to be bringing this into an uh like a modern warfare title because it's zombies and it it doesn't seem to contrast but it's a video game so who fucking cares it might be cool we don't know much about it um, there's a trailer out for like just kind of the announcement right now for Modern Warfare 3. There's leaked footage of the zombies mode, but it's like a guy getting a radio call and he's in like a suburb and it's like the the outbreak. Go and save these people. You don't actually see like any crazy gameplay. Um, so yeah, uh, put that on your radar if you're a big fucking Call of Duty person because like you said, it's gonna make a billion dollars. It's gonna do really well. Yeah, if you're um, into Call of Duty, like more power to you. I am not. Although I, I mean, we've talked about this. Like we were saying earlier, I did really enjoy Cold War. So who knows? Maybe I'll like this too. I just, it feels to me like just, could you call it something different? Like you're not, it's not that big of a thing that you have to make it this like situation where you're calling it Modern Warfare 3 again. Like, I don't know. Just my opinion. I think they could just, it's just a name, I guess. Who gives a shit? Well, I'm just, I'm looking at it from like the marketing, right? Like you're capturing all the new players that have now gone from 2019's Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 2 is the current fucking billion dollar blockbuster. So to continue that and just kind of streamline everyone that's already playing it to the next one, that's going to be very much like what you're already playing, but more and new and more maps and all this crazy shit. Um, But you're also recapturing those people who love Modern Warfare 3 from our age group, right? That played it back in the day. I guess it's like not everyone has the history, the long and storied history of Call of Duty to realize. And well, you're right. I guess when they re- when they did the 2019 Modern Warfare, I guess that's true. It does make sense. It's also very it. mixed up at this point. Like they've also announced that uh, there's going to be a bunch of legacy maps coming back to the game, but like legacy yeah. maps from like Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two. Like this isn't. They're not one-to-one remakes, right? They're kind of yeah. like spiritual successors. And then when you get those maps from the classic games, um, it's you know it's pretty cool if you're an old player. What are you What are you doing? I'm fixing some pens fell over on my desk. It's so literally covertly all fix I can it hear. And like, <laughs> it's the I'm not only doing a very good job of covertly right fixing now. this. Oh my god. Um, yeah, but well, it, how about- it'll. It, they have a date, right, for Modern Warfare Three, November. November seventeenth or something like that. Same same time as always. Kind of right in time for holiday, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yes. Sales. Uh, where is it here? Actually, November tenth, November seventeenth, something like that. It's hol- holiday. Y'all gonna be playing a new Call of Duty for holiday for sure. Yeah. Um, but they also announced that Alan Wake has been delayed, but it's only ten I'm days. For that, I'm for it. I'm for so it. Like, I think we're all for it. We're all for it. It spreads things out in October a little bit. Not by much, but still. I mean... A little bit. I mean, it's still going to make it for Halloween, but it's it's 10 days. I'm not worried about this. Uh, I'm well, sure that's something... The fact that it's such a short period is they had something they need to do. And yeah. they were like, we need fucking at least 10 days. So it, if it makes it, you know, any better, awesome. What, um, what date was it originally going to release on in relation to Spider-Man 2? Uh, so... It was supposed to release October 17th. It will now be the 27th. And Spider-Man 2 release date, October 20th. So you have a week now. 
instead of three days. You have four more days to play Spider-Man and beat it before you play Alan I'm, Wake. I'm still not doing both. <laughs> We've had this conversation. I, I, I love Alan Wake. I will be playing the absolute fuck out of that game, considering how much I love Control and original Alan Wake. Mm, mm. There is more bang for your buck with Spider-Man. I'd rather get that first. So for you, it's get, the price of the game? At this point, yeah. The fact yeah. that they're releasing within a week... I don't want to give my almost $100 after tax to the game that I'm probably... It'll be a meaty game, I'm, I'm sure. It we had this conversation. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a linear quarter, game. I'm going to go from yeah, A to B. Yeah. I'm going to beat it. And then I'll probably shelve it and never touch it again. Versus Spider-Man, right. if it's anything like Miles or the original, oh my god, I'm going to be putting in so yeah, many yeah. fucking hours into that game. So true. it's something I can buy, enjoy until I'm truly sick of it, shelve it, Alan Wake time rifle through that and then go back to spider-man yeah you know who's more excited about spider-man 2 than both of us grayson oh that's cute i'm sure he's uh... he's like super pumped he's like super excited to play it so that's definitely with the direction i'm going as well and i I, part of me wants to play Alan wake for halloween but i don't know there's not enough time so we'll see what happens the other halloween game which i don't know if i'm gonna buy at this point i will wait for reviews did you end up playing you played the demo for uh, alone in the dark Uh, yes i did i was very annoyed i was just getting spooled up you know what i'm saying right there i was it was such the the worst blue balls in video games i've ever experienced i was like this is sort of getting interesting because it's it's kind of janky not janky that's not even the right word it's clearly unfinished which is fine because it's a demo but Alone in the Dark, I, again, could we color better? Could we color better? Why is everything muted and weird? Why that, that whole demo was brown and green. I'm like, why? Why does it have to be this way? Anyways, played it. I was kind of like, this is sort of interesting. It's similar to other, a lot of other games, which is fine. Then it got really cool. And mm-hmm. literally, two and a half minutes into it getting cool, it ends. Yeah. And I'm like, just give me like 10 more minutes. Like, why even release it at that point? Like, you could have done that all in a trailer, you know? Yeah, to anyone that doesn't know, Alone in the Dark, the uh, I think it's a remake of the original, if I'm correct. Because this, this is a series that has many entries, but I think this yeah. is a remake of the original from way back in the day. This is what spawned Resident Evil and all these survival horror games. So it was kind of exciting. Uh, there is a demo out now for PS5, Xbox uh, series consoles, and PC. It is upsettingly short. Um, like you upsettingly. said. Upsettingly. You really get to the... It's only like 10 minutes in full, but yeah. eight of those minutes are kind of like neandering through like yeah. this mansion and not, not much happens. And then those last two minutes, yeah, you're like, oh, fuck. And they kind of end it on not even a cliffhanger either. It's just this one moment where you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to go to the next room and it's over. Yeah. There's no big like, oh my God. And then they kind of cut and you're like, shit, I got to see where this goes. Kind of a strange move. Um, it does. It is a much smaller game. It's janky. Uh, when I went to go unlock one of the doors, like she reaches for the handle, and her hand goes about like eight inches above the handle, grabs nothing, and yeah, starts yeah. jiggling nothing, and the door below her starts moving. I'm like, oh, this is this is a <laughs> little janky. Yeah. But it's it's like a forty dollar game, so it's super yeah. budget price, yeah. like half price. Double A, probably. Um, it feels very double A. So yeah, I, this might come out and get good enough reviews that's worth that. That it's got Hopper in it for the experience. Hopper's been scanned into it, and uh, the 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 woman actress. I forget who she is. She's two, also famous actress. Yeah, two very two well known proper Hollywood. Yeah. Well, and you know what I wonder about, and this is a whole other tangent. We don't necessarily have to go down the show. I wonder with the SAG strike, mm. 
how that might have not not for this game because it was already in the in the tank anyway. But I wonder how that affects things. Like, does SAG apply to video games? I don't so know. So I have insight into that based on uh, what I've been working on at like my actual job, and it does not. Interesting. It does not as long. So if this was a game based on a franchise that had to do with a movie or a show and there was a lot of references to that show or promoting the show or any talk about like if in any way that show was directly being benefited from the game and kind of vice versa that gets into the gray area but this Ooh. is it's always been a video game it started out as a video game it's the remake to they're the just using that game. actor it's just the actor the actors are allowed to work outside of film and television because video games a different industry so right so sag doesn't cover them the un- my point is the union's on strike so they could technically work and be scanned we could literally see video games down the pipe three years from now five years from now that just have every fucking actor we know like honestly it. <laughs> yeah it's one of the things they are allowed to work on um i had a whole outline sheet sent to me from talent agency saying like what they were allowed to do and what they weren't allowed to do I won't get into the nitty gritty of it, but yeah, it seems cool. that good to know going into games is a is an alternate path. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there is something I, I I have to talk about because this is the topic of the show. It is by the time this episode comes out, it's August eighteenth, two thousand twenty three. We are two weeks away from Starfield <laughs> releasing <laughs> finally, exactly right? Dude, I, how long have we been talking about Starfield? How long has the world been talking about Starfield? And, like, I'm still oh, really excited yeah. for it. I'm really hoping oh, that God. it hits really good reviews and that it's something that once I get my hands on, I can just absolutely lose my fucking a year of my life to. Yeah. But there's something else coming out on August 6th. It's already <laughs> out on PC. It came out at the, the beginning of August. And that is Baldur's Gate 3. A name that if you had asked me a month ago today, like, I, I would have been is? like, I, I don't, I, I don't know, it's like, a, it's like a computer RPG or, or something. I, I don't know. I, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't pinpoint it. This has, I, I'm not even over-exaggerating when I say this, okay? I've lost my mind over the last two weeks. This is my <laughs> most anticipated game the entire year. It has gone from me not knowing anything about this game to hearing the overwhelming fucking hype train that is absolutely tearing down records and blowing the gates out of all these fucking things. People, like, my... Obviously, my algorithm is now tailored to it, so it's it's really pumping it up. I cannot get away from this game. Every single fucking thing I go to, every person I follow, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, if they're in the gaming sphere, everyone is talking about Baldur's Gate 3, and more importantly, what it's done to the industry. So let's let's just fucking rewind for a second. And what is Baldur's Gate 3? So this is a game. It's on PC right now. It is a RPG based in Dungeons and Dragons. Now, right out the gate, again, I had no interest in either of those things before. Mm-hmm. The game comes out. It has been in early access in players' hands for three years. Act 1 has been accessible, been worked on, and refined for three years. The game has been in development for a total of six. Mm-hmm. So this has been a long-ass time coming. Finally, 1.0, full release, beginning of August on PC. I want to go through, as quick as I can, what this game has accomplished since then, and then I want to get into what it's actually starting to do to the entire industry. The story is super fascinating. The game looks absolutely incredible. So I want to talk about 
what it's doing there, why I'm so, like, out of nowhere obsessed with this game. Like, bro, I'm watching, like, all weekend, I just sat, all my free time was watching videos on this game. Learning, like, okay, when I started up, what what are the, what do I do? How do I optimize? What, what Creating my character, what's the best optimal route? Like, I, the amount of knowledge I already have, like, it's, it's already, like, it's part one of, of my favorite things. I haven't even fucking played it. So I'm hoping it's like it you in Jurassic plays. Park when you were six. It is. It's my favorite game and I haven't played <laughs> it. This could go horribly wrong. I could get it in my hands and I could just be like, oh my God, why did I waste $100? But, <laughs> but you know what? Out. It's so crazy that like wasting the $100 is almost worth it. You almost have to. Like it's just a hundred dollar less. This is like, okay. Whatever. We had this conversation, and I have been craving. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the lull since um, Tears of the Kingdom, and and after beating that game, I felt this emptiness of like, there's great games on the horizon, but they're they're far away. What do I want to play in the meantime? And I kept playing like, just all the games I love, and I was like, man, I there's just this craving for something new. I, I just want a game that I've never experienced before and, and hope the the hope being that it clicks in a way that now I have a new type of game that I can love. Similar to how I did with Persona, similar to how I did with like a Dark Souls and FromSoft type of game. Like there was all these types of games for my whole life. I was just like, no, 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 no. I opened the door a little bit, gave it a shot, and now those are some of my favorite titles. So before we get to like the the nitty gritty of the actual game itself, I just want to go over the fucking what's happening with this game. Wild. Okay, it's wild. wild. Seen. As of right now, it's the highest rated game in 2023. So that that's not wild. a big deal. Wild it's wild. It is a big but deal. But like that is the least of the accomplishments. Year? I yeah. know, crazy. So te- beating out Tears of the Kingdom, beating out well Resident Evil, like obviously Tears of the Kingdom was the highest rated. Now it's Baldur's Gate three. Highest rated game of 2023. It is officially the highest rated PC game of all time. That's insane. Hard stop. That is what that that accolade right there. I was just like, that's what caught my interest. So I start seeing these headlines and I'm like, what? There's no way. Like, this is the hype that Cyberpunk had. No way. (laughs) For fuck's sakes. (laughs) Great. This is the level. Like, if you remember leading into Cyberpunk. This is the level of chaos that the industry is yeah, seeing in I terms remember. of the hype train. But the game is out. This this yeah, is not the hype train PC leading already. up to release. The game's fucking when out. Did, when did it release on PC? Like, uh, beginning of August, first week of August, oh, something like okay. that. It's been out for like two or three weeks. Uh, and I do want to say this. It's coming out on PlayStation 5, which I had pre-ordered uh, September 6th. There is an Xbox version. Really quickly on that, mm-hmm. it is not coming out anytime soon. I will get into why later. It's really unfortunate, and it brings up a whole other conversation. But there is an Xbox version. You're just not getting it literally within the next year. So let's move on to some of these things. Yeah. yeah. So concurrent players on Steam. This is like a this is a status that a lot of games chase because you know on on the PC side of things that is a a chart that you can easily see of what game has the most amount of people that have ever played it all simultaneously. And these mm. are held by, like, I'm going to go through the oh, list, geez. okay? Man. PUBG is number one. CSGO is number two. Lost Ark is number three. Dota 2 is number four. Some old Elden games Ring. in some cases. Yeah, and, and remember the, the fucking craze with Elden Ring. Oh, that yeah. made it to number five, and that was, like, an ungodly thing yeah. to happen. But we all know the, the buildup of FromSoft titles and where that landed mm-hmm. 
New World is number six. Baldur's Gate 3 is number seven. What the fuck? It, it reached, I think the number was officially uh, 814,000 plus <laughs> people all at once. All at once. Playing. Oh, now, keep in God. mind what this game is. This is a hardcore old school RPG. So what I mean by that, it's got like the top down angle. You're maneuvering a party of four. You're chatting and using all your like intellectual points to like get through like skill checks of conversations like this is it is in depth and it's dungeons and dragons this is i'll get into it later i've never played dungeons and dragons like the actual tabletop Mm. but this is the video game version of that and i want to explain later why that is is so insane so breaking fucking all these records concurrent players of all time number seventh 114,000 people absolutely insane open critic now the difference between Open Critic, just real quick, and Metacritic. Open Critic has been around a lot less, and they only judge games from when the site opened. And I think it was like early 2000s, mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. It means games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and like Super Mario um, 64, and like all these games that are highest rated are not even going to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Even so, it is number one, the highest rated Open Critic game of all time across any platform ever. Jesus what like Christ. excuse me How- the, even just the fucking the company here like super mario odyssey breath of the wild tears of the kingdom red dead 2 elden ring god of war and last of us persona 5 like that's crazy man yeah and i just want to mention here uh persona 5 royal is number nine and persona 5 is number 10 just saying <laughs> they took up both two <laughs> 10 spots it's just like a deluxe yeah. version of the game that's so gangster <laughs> that's so um and then okay let's look at metacritic Real quick, number nine of all time across all platforms. So what I just said in terms of like Metacritic goes back way back. So I'll read the list real quick. Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda is number one. We got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, number two, of course. Mm -hmm. GTA 4 on the PlayStation 3 is number three. Soul Calibur, number four. GTA 4 on the 360, number five. Super Mario Odyssey 1, number 6. Super Mario Odyssey 2, number 7. There's two Dead 2, Super Mario eight. Odysseys? Uh, oh, did I put... I think Galaxy. Sorry, Galaxy. Galaxy. I wrote Odyssey, and I yeah. said Odyssey. Galaxy 1 and 2. Yeah. Red Dead 2 is number 8. What's number 9? Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> what is happening, dude? Like, Oh, my God. This is so fucking insane. And this game has come out not only to, like, obviously good uh, critical reception... But the player base is losing their fucking minds because if you search up if you just want to do an experiment search on youtube anyone listening baldur's gate 3 review and pick any single one of them pick any single person that comes up in that like search response you are just going to hear the most glowing review you've ever heard on a game ever and I, this is what got me i drank the fucking kool-aid because i'm like i i love games i can't miss out on what these people are talking about what are they talking about? What is this fucking game? What is happening? So here's here's what I fucking learned, okay? Not being a person who has played Dungeons & Dragons. I need to summarize why this game is so fucking insane. First of all, Dungeons & Dragons. Have you ever seen the community episodes that cover Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. Or like yeah, yeah. Stranger Things Stranger even, things, right? Yeah. Very limited knowledge. The, but the Big what Bang it, Theory, also, also uh, big yep. on Dungeons & Dragons. So for anyone listening, if you've never played, you don't know anything about it. I'm gonna, I'll do my best, and I'll probably do very poorly. I'm sorry to anyone that's a fan out there listening, and I get this wrong. Dungeons & Dragons 
tabletop game. There are pieces, there is a board, there's all sorts of things involved. Essentially, it is a game that is completely up to your imagination. Your dungeon master, the, the one person you sit down with, has basically a scenario that they have you walk through. So let's just say it's something like, this is very generic again, I'm so sorry to Dungeons & Dragons fans. Say there's like a big fucking well-known dragon that comes and destroys a village, and now he's up on the top of this mountain. Your quest is to go kill the dragon. That is your dungeon master's scenario. He's the one that keeps you all in check. All this shit. But how do you play? Like, it's my turn. Okay, wh how do we start off? I can literally do anything I want. But they kind of, they keep you in check with the dice roll. So you have all sorts of things. You have, you have points in all sorts of categories. But when you, when you say, like, okay, I want to, I want to kill that guard and take his horse. Well, it's like, whoa, okay, what do you want to do to the guard? Well, I want to attack him with my sword. Okay, you roll the dice, and if it's over that check, like that, that amount you have allotted, you either win or you don't. It goes one way or the other, and you always have to move forward. So you either attack him, and it lands, or you don't, and something else happens. And the whole game just goes like that. Anything you can think up in your brain... You can kind of pitch as an idea, but then you have to you have to go through the skill check of if it's actually going to land or not. So that that's great. Dungeons and Dragons never played it. I would love to someday just to see what that's all like. How the fuck do you put that in a video game? How, yeah. how do you how do you quantify infinity in terms of like the creative aspect to what that is and make all of those open ended options in a video game within reason? Apparently they did it. And I don't know fucking how. It makes absolutely no sense to me. But I have all sorts of scenarios to you to like tell you about because I just I think this is the fucking coolest sounding game. And again, I really I really hope this clicks when I get it in my hands because I might text you like oh, a week what after I, what buying have I done? It and be like, oh god, I've this is awful. But here, I want to give you an example because being a video game and an RPG, there's kind of two different scenarios that I look at it as an outsider as to how this branches off. You have your narrative when you talk to characters and, and you have your, your choices of what you can select, and you have gameplay. Either one of those have such an insane amount of creativity. Example one, I will tell you about the narrative. What's the last game that you've played where you even had dialogue choices like if you i'm wondering have you played an rpg where like you talk to a character and then you have to select out of like one or four options on how to respond oh call call of duty cold war was like that sure great but it so, had the same it had the same outcome i think regardless yeah that so but that stems that that design of you talking to a character you get the options you say something they say something back and there may be mm. slight branching paths that all comes back from like the original rpgs right mm. so what they've done here is ensure that if you can think of it more often than not they've prepared the game to handle whatever you're about to do so here's the example and we're sticking with narrative for this one right i watched a guy go up to it's like a, it's in a village and there's a burning house and there's a character outside and he walks up initiates a conversation the guy's like, oh, my fa my family's in there. I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. Like, I need your help. Can you please go, like, save them? So he selects yes, goes into the house. The wife is dead. He's like, fuck. Walks back out, explains to the guy. He breaks down. He starts crying. And, like, that's kind of the end of the mission. That was your entire quest. Done. 
And he's like, well, that's fucking boring. Like, there's got to be something else more to it. They set up this scenario. There's more to it. Mm. So he reloads his save. And he, he remembers that he has a spell that he can talk to the dead. So what does he do? Goes into the building. Uh, does the spell. Sure enough, the woman, dead on the floor, starts responding to him. A ghost comes out and starts interacting. There's an entire branching conversation with the ghost. So he does that, he comes back outside, he explains, you know, she died, but she said she, like, there's this whole interaction now between mm. the, the dead character and the ghost that came out and the guy in the front, and you're acknowledging from one to the other what happened. You are communicating that. that like, that right off the bat to me is fucking wild. Mm. But then he's like, maybe I can take this a step further. How creative can I get this? So he reloads the save again. Goes up to the guy, burning house. Can you go in? He goes in. He finds the wife. He comes back and he says, "Come." He he convinces the guy to come into the house with him. Follows men. They both go up to the dead body and he begins to translate. To like front, he's talking to the dead. He's talking to the human, the husband, and he is now translating a conversation between the two characters. <laughs> What in the actual fuck? Now that is one example. Now think like this is also million they've programmed. This is also one of the biggest games of the last decade. So now just expand that out narratively to pretty much any interaction you can have out there. Wild. So I find that so fucking fascinating because you're never stuck on this like linear path. <clears throat> and your creativity is always rewarded with like, yeah, you can you can do that most likely. Um in terms of like exploration, let's say, you it's fucking Dungeons and Dragons. You have spells where you can like shape shift, you can change sizes, you can do all sorts of stuff. So, if you go up to like let's say a door, like to a to a castle, and it's like graded with iron, right? And you can put like your arm through. I'm talking like you, you know what I mean, like one of those doors that come fucking flying down. But there's just enough room between the bars. You can kind of fit like an arm piece. Well, in most games, you know, like Resident Evil's the worst. You go up to a fucking half fence and it's like, I don't have the key. And you just can't go through the fence. In this game, you go up to the door. You can, What would be a creative way to get through that door, do you think? Using, think of like some sort of fucking weird magic. If there's a small space through the door, but you don't have the key to the door, it's locked, it's an iron gate, it weighs a thousand tons. Well, it makes you smaller. Your spell makes you smaller so you can go through it. Yeah, so this guy had a fucking spell. He could turn into a rat. So he just <laughs> turned into a rat, went under the door, turned back into a human, and kept on trucking. Like, Crazy. cool. Okay, they don't tell you this stuff. This is the thing. you yeah, got to yeah. be the one to be like, it's, it's what anti, do I have? Anti-Ubisoft. Yeah, like, what do I have at my disposal to, to tackle the situation? So one more example for you um, is <clears throat> combat. So I saw another scenario, and I thought this was really fascinating. He has a party of four, keep in mind. You always have a party of four. Mm-hmm. You can move each character throughout the world independently. So I was watching a strategy of a guy. He goes up, and he's like in this dungeon, and he, he kind of looks forward into the room, and there's four enemies in the room, or th- I think three, actually. He sees them, and he's like, okay. Tells one of the characters to sneak around to an upper like advantage point and just chill and kind of just scope out the situation. He has another character that's immune to fire. That's just one of the things. Like it's it's his like specialty. So he sends the guy that's immune to fire straight headward on into battle. Just charging in going like I'm going to fuck all you up. And basically he like starts 
just demolishing these guys, but while the guy is up top, the guy that's scouting the situation, starts just throwing bombs down. But it's not doing anything to the guy that's immune to fire. So while he's throwing bombs, the guy is slashing everyone, completely immune to fire, and you're just having this hell rain down on everybody. And it's it's combining the mechanics of knowing like what one character has, what the other has. And there's just this fucking endless approach to mm-hmm. every aspect of this game. So the more and more I keep watching it, I'm like, I like I need to try this game. I need to get my hands on it. It's stylistically, it doesn't look like something I would traditionally be interested in. But the more I've discovered about this game, I'm like, th- dude, there's no microtransactions. There's no in-game shop. There's no pre-order bullshit. There's no, mm. it's a complete game. Seamless co-op. Like it's, <clears throat> when's the last time that happened? When we just got a game that worked and was feature complete. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Definitely before this podcast started, that's for sure. Dude, even Resident Evil 4 had those fucking, you could buy the the yeah, special yeah. gun tickets or whatever for like $2 each, like, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, the <laughs> RNG system in RE4, which is like the tokens and like, I've played that game seven times. I still don't have the charm that allows Leon to run faster. <laughs> That's fucked to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. there is no RNG uh, in terms of like, you might get this, you might get that. The RNG comes down to the experience of that dice roll. So that's the thing. Mm. There is a dice roll in this game to everything you do. And that that's the other added benefit to this is I want to do this where, like, I'm not reloading saves because it went the wrong way. Right. I want to, like, commit. One yeah, of my characters yeah, yeah. dies. That's it. They're, they're gone. This isn't like a, oh, shit, you got to reload your save because, like, your buddy died in battle. It's like... He's, he's nope. gone. And keep trucking. <laughs> yeah. You can go into a village and be like, How I want to buy some stuff off you. Is? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Oh my god. They're saying you can even... like if if you ran through like the I guess the golden path in heavy quotations, it's like a hundred ish hours. But this is the thing, like, if you take your time, I'm gonna assume it's like two to three hundred hours. But that's one character. Wow. Yeah, like by the way you're describing it, it could be infinite hours based on the number of characters, times the number of scenarios, times the number of things you can do within. Scenarios. Yeah, like I, that one scenario in the narrative department, like that. If you didn't reload, that could have been three different playthroughs. You saw that thing happen three different ways. This is. It's almost kind of like you know what this is giving me the vibe of in a very weird way. Westworld. Because if you think about it, like the whole thing about Westworld, that show was there was a designer who was designing a game with this exact situation, and basically the NPCs just became sentient. Mm. <laughs> like, well, dude, you know what well, I mean? Dude, if they gave every NPC in this game AI, well, that's like, where we get mean. a little fuck. This is what I mean. Is like the, with, the, with the speed at which AI is, is developing, if they were to take like a GPT-4 type AI model and map it onto some of these NPCs, holy fuck. Like... It would get real crazy. That's what real I'm crazy. That's it. Sounds really cool. It is very unfortunate for Microsoft on a couple of different fronts. What happened? Why? Yeah, why is okay. it being released so, for Xbox? Let's get into this. So, Unless you have anything else on like the actual game itself. No, I mean, dude, I could talk about this game all fucking day. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. Like, I, I haven't been this excited for. Like, I was really excited for Tears of the Kingdom, 
and it came I feel like you've also said that three or four it. times this year, which is like, that means we were, we're having a great year in video games. You know I, that's I mean? 100% true. This is different, I think, though, because this is the unknown. Mm, and, mm. like, the fact that it's out and everyone is giving this such rave reviews, saying, like, it's unlike anything you've ever played. The, the, the open-endedness, I think, is what's really grabbing me of, like, if I can think it, I can do it. Like, that type of thing. And the fact that, again, like, I've been craving, like, something new. And this this seems to be it. So, fingers crossed, it hits all that. And I don't absolutely hate it. Because that is, that is totally something that could happen. Um, so, here's what, what happened with the Xbox version. And this is a, a, a larger conversation of the Series S in general. The Xbox version, because it has to work on the Series S and X... <clears throat> Whatever the features are in the back of the box, like co-op, uh, online play, 60 FPS, whatever the whatever those features are that are advertised to a minimum, have to be shipped simultaneously. So you, it, the example here is split screen. It's it's something's going on. It's not working. They can't do the multiplayer on Series S, not Series X. But because of that whatever Microsoft standards are for like releasing the um, the client and actually pushing it, they can't. They have to sort this out. And like there is absolutely no roadmap for this yet. They, they literally said they're like probably late 2024, if, if possibly. And it, it makes such a weird thing because Starfield's coming out the same day. That is the Microsoft exclusive. So like I'm sure Microsoft they're probably a little we're annoyed that, the like, yeah, this that, happens, yeah. but Starfield is going to fucking come out and absolutely smash. But this accidentally gave PlayStation 5 an exclusive until it releases <laughs> on Xbox. So it, it's this weird scenario where, like, Sony didn't do anything. It's mm. already absolutely killing every record on PC. Now that it's coming out September 6th, it's only coming out on PS5 for consoles. So it's now like September 6th has just turned into this colossal release date of the console wars, if you want to call it that, um, of just now PlayStation having this huge, huge, like game of the year, fucking game of the decade, apparently, versus Starfield, which is unknown, but you know Starfield's going to fucking do really well. Do we? Starfield needs to be a fucking... They've hyped it. We've talked about this a million times. Starfield needs to be 12 out of 10. Or Xbox might have to pack up their shit, man. Like it's it's there's way too much pressure on it. I don't know. And with this complication, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Well, so this yeah, is where a lot of like I've been, you know, reading up on like how do I play this game and what is Dungeons and Dragons, like all that shit. But the big thing that is in every news cycle, like this is a huge story right now. You can't not see it if you go on mm. Gotaku, IGN, GameSpot, whatever. This is on the front page everywhere. It's that Baldur's Gate 3 has raised the bar so high that now there's controversy. And I think mm-hmm. I get it, and at the Boys. same time, I think it's really fucking stupid. But the controversy being that one guy, I don't know his name, it was a developer, he tweeted out saying, Hey, everybody, listen, don't expect future games to be of the standard of Baldur's Gate 3. Do not expect this to be the new golden bar set by a game because it's unrealistic and that set off a chain of events in the industry that everyone has a side there are people going to war over this fucking sentence because now it's either the people on the side of 
I get what he's saying, right? He's he's like, if you're a small studio, and you go to put it in an RPG, don't compare it to Baldur's Gate three, because this game had six years of development, a ton mm. of money put into it. It had a huge staff of like four hundred people. They did a good job, but don't compare like our game to it. But they took it a step further to to kind of say like you're asking for too much and this and that. The opposite side of this argument is everyone saying like, why aren't you? You're looking at it wrong. Why aren't you looking at this as an opportunity to learn? This this is everyone. This is the biggest game in the world right now, and everyone is mm. looking to it as like I said, it's feature complete. There's absolutely nothing in this game that they're like we'll, we'll release it down the co-op's coming later it's coming q4 like 2024 mm. there's none of that bullshit the game is complete remember back in the 90s and 2000s when that used to happen you'd buy a game and it was just the game <laughs> that's just the game there's no updates <laughs> the game is the game is the game there's no microtransactions there's no bullshit there's no stuff locked mm. away behind pre-orders there's no there is nothing it's co-op it works it's I'm sure there's bugs here and there, but nothing that people are reporting where it breaks the game and ruins the experience. This is unprecedented in AAA releases over the last, what, decade? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people in the industry are, are taking the side of, like, learn from Baldur's Gate 3. Analyze whatever the fuck they did to not only have everything I just said, but for the game to also be absolutely incredible. Masterpiece in every single way. Like learn from it why can't the industry take this and and remove loot boxes and microtransactions like all this bullshit because this game is a success yeah it's all it all comes down to dollars and cents the microtransactions make money on a consistent basis instead of at launch when the game comes out and then never again but i don't like it either so i agree with you what developer and publisher made Baldur's gate three uh larian studios i believe probably one you've never heard of who so they're independent yes as the, the publisher they are the publisher so they, okay completely independent <laughs> how much want to bet what, what date are we at august how much want to bet that by that by new year's they're acquired by either sony it's, or xbox it's very <laughs> it's very likely dude but uh i th- was it microsoft or someone else this was years ago uh, on their last game that they made um they came straight out and they're just like nope like we have they have again this is just pr right this is them coming out saying shit it could be complete farce they have absolutely no intentions of being acquired even since this game come out and and has done all this shit it was around he has a price (laughs) if you've ever heard of the game um divinity original sin 2 i think it was that game they were going to be acquired but everybody has a price and the price they just they do up. and they don't though so <laughs> but see you're going on the side of just like it's money 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 they're they have a price they'll be bought up it's easy but this is what i'm saying this is in the industry everyone is on this argument right now of just like well business is business and money is money and, mo- and it's like that's great but i fucking hate our industry because of it and everyone's kind of just soured over the practices right like it's mm. it is the reality I'm not going to argue it's not the reality because it is, but that is what's pissing off mm. not only the people who work in the industry, but the people Probably. who play games. Because how annoying is it that you're buying incomplete games every single time? Or you get Hitman yeah. 3 and it doesn't work. Or you buy fucking um, The Quarry and it's like that should have been like a $40 game. Like, yeah. like 
comparing this game, this, the size, the scope, the quality, all these things, to basically the other games coming out in the last couple of years is what's happening. And it's more of the conversation of just like, there's clear passion, there's clear quality, what the fuck is going on in the other studios? That that's the conversation mm. of like, like why is why is this not the standard everywhere? Yeah, like what happened at Blizzard to make Overwatch two a huge piece of shit? What happened with fucking mm. Diablo four? Like you guys have teams of thousands and thousands of people with money that is like unfathomable, and you're still releasing money hungry titles that are trying to pull like go to our shop and spend twenty dollars on a skin. Go get this yeah. fucking loot box. Get this. Get that. Get all the extras and like pre-order here and pay the extra for the deluxe. Like, this game is just the game. It's a good game. It's doing well. People love it. Like, people are speaking with mm. their wallets on this game, and it's it's more of the just like, how did they manage to do this? Where the other companies that already have so, like, I get it. It's a business, mm. but I think it's just this weird turning point. And I'm I'm part of this. Like I'm I'm just getting really tired of like the incomplete bullshit experiences. Like multiplayer games, I honestly think should be the only things that maybe have like the seasons pass and stuff like yeah, that because it's a live sense. service. That makes sense. I think I think you made a good point. It's like vote it's like kind of voting with your dollar. You know what I mean? Like I know people, for example, who are against certain corporations and they're just like, no, I don't, I don't fucking buy Apple shit. I don't have Disney plus. Cause like, fuck those guys for like a bunch of different reasons. So it's, it's the same thing here. It's like, if you want less microtransactions, clearly it's not everybody who hates them because if everybody hated them, they wouldn't buy them. And if they didn't buy them, it wouldn't be a fucking thing. So it's like, it needs to be enough. People need to stop spending money on that. And yeah. then it will stop. Like that's, that's the catch 22. It's like, it's like when we're like, fucking Nickelback sucks like we can say they Still suck sell. all you want they sell <laughs> platinum records so, yeah. so there's a bunch of people that are lying you know what I mean it's that kind of situation so I agree with you I think like like any other piece of art it's the same thing with movies they stopped making good movies a long time ago for the most part if you really think back to like it's yeah. like outside of Marvel and outside of like just superhero movies big blockbuster hits Mario movies stuff like that they don't make good movies anymore Mad Damon explained why it's because yeah. they don't get money off off streaming. DVDs aren't a thing anymore. So they can't make like artsy, well-written, well-directed movies like they used to. It's the same shit here. It's like, they, if you want that, you got to stop spending money on all the commercialized bullshit and like let Activision feel the pinch, as an example. Yeah, so it, it's tough. <clears throat> it, it, it's just the reality of where the industry has gone since we were, like when we were kids, man. Like it's fucking yeah. night and day between like you... If you were a console player, you bought your console, you bought a game, and then that was it. You just enjoyed the game. The the <laughs> no, no don't worry, we got money it. from you for for a fucking gun that was purple instead of black. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh, don't worry, we got a day one patch coming. Don't worry, it's gonna fix everything. <laughs> I know it's a complete disaster. Like, it, you know, Baldur's Gate three has a day one patch. It, it's coming out September sixth on consoles, but the game is not broken. This is like yeah. they're just they're just tweaking stuff to just you know whatever. No one's complaining about the game being broken. So. Mm. It's a wild story, man. If you want a good read, fucking read up on any of this yeah. stuff. Because it, it really is just boiling down to half the industry is going, don't expect a game like Baldur's Gate 3 for the next decade. It's, and it's like, unrealistic. And everyone's like, just like, well, don't be so quick to fucking shut down something 
so amazing. Like, here's a good example. Um, I was watching one video and he made a very good comparison. When what's the last incredible movie that came out and like Endgame, I guess, like that culturally, uh, review wise. Uh, well, like, I mean, Endgame uh, was like Barbenheimer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that was more of a cultural thing, movie. I mean, thing. a movie that Batman? everyone everyone was excited for, set a new bar, was a yeah, cultural thing. Anything. No one really had a lot of negative to say about it. Would it be Endgame? Or, like, Top Gun Maverick, sort of, but like, I don't know. It depends on the audience. It made a lot of money, man. It made a lot um, of money. I'm trying to think of something unanimously where, like, you talk to someone, they're just like, I love that. Uh, well, Endgame wasn't that, because I know. I can think of half the people I speak to that never even saw it. So I'm trying, but I get what I get what you mean. Um, I'm trying to, think, trying of to think of any. Barbenheimer movie. would probably be like so everyone saw one or the other of those in the last month. I feel like okay. So even if we take that as the example, like I don't think anyone saw those movies come out and go like fuck they did so well like fuck that don't expect that to ever happen again like what like why are you looking at those movies doing so well like we're not gonna be able to reproduce that it's like. No, everyone saw that and was just like, they're great. Yeah. In the respective fields, both those movies are fucking fantastic. And Barbenheimer's a good example. That Endgame and we want, yeah, yeah, and we want more of that. It's it's weird because in the gaming industry, it's so different. Yeah. They just immediately were like, do not expect this to happen. <laughs> this is an anomaly. And it's like, well, why don't you learn how they did what they did? Maybe yeah, like yeah. you can learn from this. It's it, Dude, this is a whole separate conversation, but... Nintendo's trying to patent the technology um, of their gaming that. systems for the um, in Tears of the Kingdom, like Ultra Hand and like all that shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like that's an example <laughs> of just stifling creativity. Yeah. You made something that can now make your industry just grow yeah. in creativity. Someone can take yeah. that concept and fucking run with it. You're gonna try and copyright it. A high tide rises all boats. Like everyone yes. just it, the the more people work together, the better the art is that we get in our hands, and the more money you ultimately make. The long that's game and the short game—that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, you look at Baldur's Gate three. Everything I explained about this plethora of just like endless—they mm. took the, mm. the whatever you can think of, you can probably do because the game systems all work together in this endless somehow creative way. Fucking figure out how they did that. How they did it within the time period they did. Where, like where they designed all these branching paths, how they interconnected all the systems. Dude, the classes alone, I think there's like, I don't fucking even know, man. There's like 15 classes and then like 17 races and th- th- every mix of those two creates something new. But then there's sub races and sub classes. And once you start <laughs> mixing the four, it's like, do the math. The, the, the amount of variations mm. is insane. So, they did it. They pulled it off. This is not an. Uh, this is not a cyberpunk situation. Again, this is not them saying we're going to do all this, and the industry is going, "Holy fuck! I can't wait. This is going to change gaming forever." And then the game comes out, and it was cyberpunk when it came out. Yeah. This is legitimately like, like proof, everyone's proven. analyzing and picking this game apart, going, "How the fuck did you guys pull this off?" Mm-hmm. And it's just this war right now of people going like, "Well." I don't know, but don't ever fucking think this is going to happen again. And the other people are just like, no, this is incredible. Let's celebrate it. Yeah. It's that, and that is kind of always how it is. It's always kind of like, oh, this was a lot of work. We don't want to do that again. It's like, well, fuck. Do you want to make good games or do you not? 
do I make more money or whatever, have good art that gets rated well, whatever, whatever motivates you, then do that thing. And learning is such an important part of the process. Like Ubisoft doesn't clearly listen to anyone about anything ever. And they don't learn. They just keep making the same game skinned a different way a million times. And people keep buying them. Ubisoft is Nickelback. That is, that is what it is. Everyone's like, I hate, I hate Ubisoft so much. Well, why do they keep having funding to make more fucking ass oh, cream? That's amazing. That's what it that is. That's the greatest comparison I've ever heard. Right? Ubisoft, Nickelback. They got to stop saying how much they want to be uh, sold for. Like they got to just stop. It's it's they're like the desperate like person at a party that just wants attention like well they and with just all, keep saying how much they want to be acquired with all the FTC shit with all the FTC heat they came down about Activision and Xbox mm-hmm. I don't think anybody major can touch them like if a, if fucking Embracer Group or someone random like that wanted to try and buy Ubisoft if they even had the capital maybe but Sony can't Sony can't go after Ubisoft right now even if they were planning to before because of the shit they kicked up about Activision. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's not really going to be a thing. Same with EA. Like, nobody can acquire, unless EA was to acquire Ubisoft. But I feel like both those can't acquire each other. I don't think they have the capital. But it's like, I don't want that to the point we always make. It's like, stop. Why? Yeah. Like, that's, I don't want, I don't, I don't want Ass Creed FC 2024. I don't, like, you can just play a FIFA game in Jerusalem in Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't want that. But that's what it'll become. I don't think anyone does. (laughs) But. I'm I'm fucking excited for this shit. I'm really this reminds me and I know you weren't really uh playing games at this time, but this is the same shit, not to the same degree. Like it wasn't smashing all the records, but really good reception. It it, it got really good PR for the company. Um CD Project Red when they released Witcher 3. Mm. That, you know, CD Project Red, people kind of knew like it wasn't a big studio by like name recognition. Witcher 3 dropped and everyone's like, "Holy fuck what is this game and it just got better just goodwill left right and center they started dropping free dlc like all the time um they put out two enormous expansions for a very reasonable price that were both really good they built up this like empire of just being known as like this fucking amazing company like studio that came out of nowhere with the witcher 3 and then they did the cyberpunk thing so it's way too early to be worried about this, but Baldur's Gate 3, like, they're in the same situation now where just everyone loves them. Mm-hmm. And everyone is going to be looking at whatever the fuck they do next. Oh, yeah. And as yeah. to your point, I don't know, if they were to be acquired, it's I cannot see it being the same as what happened in this scenario. This is the result of an independent company that is actually full of passionate people. Mm-hmm. that want to make money but also want to put out something that they like stand behind and are not just doing it because a bunch of people in suits are saying we need yeah. like ROI on all the fucking investments we have like it's... listen I'm all for it I hope they stay independent but gas is $1.71 Canadian so at some point if a big enough number comes in front of them I just hope that's not the case and like even if it is like to me acquisition is cool if acquisition happens the way it's intended to to the consumer what the the dream that always gets sold is we're going to acquire this company inject funding so they can make bigger cooler shit if that's actually what was to happen i am for acquisition it never does it ends up diluting everything so i don't know i i'm i'm happy this is coming out i'm asked 
do me a favor when you get it let's jump on a on a P, on PSN screen share mm. so I can see what's going on maybe I'll try to hook it dude because guess what I just took down the snake colossus in the Ooh, water nice right so I think that's halfway there. I feel like I, I think there's about 16 it's around, I looked it it's up. around halfway yeah there's about 16 colossi and I or colossus colossi whatever they say and I've done I think the water guy was half the water snake nice. dude with the electric things coming out you know dude, I was like that was a good one legendary game dude the, like and this is what I mean so you make such a good point about just the whole and I won't go down a whole rogues I know we gotta wrap up but the whole like every Colossus is a completely different approach. Like, you have to hold on. Oh, you're coming out of the water? You're going to run out of stamina. Okay, get out of the water, run across its back. Oh, the water's coming back down again? Grab this fucking guy. Yep. When you go under, come back up, run again. Uh, insane. insane. Did you get to the... Uh, I don't know how far it is, if it's sooner or later. Did you get to the little one yet? It's like a little tiny bull. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. I've done okay. the owl or the, the the eagle or whatever, the bird one. Yeah. I've done, I've done obviously the one, you know, it's like it went, the guy that had to smash his arm in order for me to run up it was number three. I think number four was the bird. I don't know, I've, I've done like, I've done like seven yeah, or there's eight a, There's a ton. You got a, you got a ways to yeah. go, but uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it because it is one of those games I feel like everyone should at least experience. And yeah, you're experiencing I mean, it the fucking best way. Like that is the whole game, way. not that I'd be disappointed if this was the case, is the whole, does the game end when you take out the last one? Is it literally yeah. just explore, find them, take them down, explore, That's find them, That's all the them game down? is. 16 Colossi, and then you're done. Um, but like I mentioned, man, it, it still has one of the, I wouldn't say one of the best endings. I'm not going to hype it up. It, it's a very interesting ending, and it went. it's like an infamous ending in video game history. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's done really well. It don't expect some fucking huge Metal Gear Solid 4 cutscene, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it ends really cool. I thought they did a good job with, like, nice. whoa, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm like, this game's taking forever. Like, every night <laughs> is basically one, maybe two of these fuckers. And I've been, like, watching Jack Ryan and just doing other shit, so... Um, I will finish this game at some point. Hopefully before all these other games come out. Well, that, 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 this is the thing, man. If this fucking game lands the way <laughs> that it seems to be just Alan's in my doing head, nothing like, else I'm, I'm so excited. Like, even Alan Wake, man. I don't know. Spider-Man 2, I'll take some time and like play it, but this... Well, you can... Um, th- what we can do, maybe I buy Alan Wake on disc. Because I feel like... I don't know if you heard. I saw something on Instagram. Who knows how real this is? Somebody bought a movie on Prime... I don't think it was in Canada. I think it was in the U.S. Someone bought a movie digitally on Prime, and then they like Prime lost the license to it. It went to another platform, and that fucking movie got erased from that person's library. And it wasn't just a subscription thing. It was like they had paid $30 for a digital version of that, and then Prime yeah, it went off a, of Prime and they it got erased. So like that's a scary feature. I don't want to. It was well. It was one of these Stitch videos again. I don't know how accurate this is because fucking Instagram. But it was one of those Stitch videos or TikTok yeah. is where this all starts, right? And it's like some guy comes on, he's like, "I fucking told you this was gonna happen. Buy hard copies of shit because otherwise they can take it from you." I don't so, mean I don't to like ruin your day, but Alan Wake. Oh, yeah, literally only. does not oh. have a physical release. Know, They're digital right. only, which, which I mean, that's how it's all gonna terrifying. be. Terrifying. That's how it's all gonna be. You're right. Alan Wake is shit. 
And you know what? Honestly, like, I don't know. I'm going to take my chances because I don't want... Imagine the fucking space you and I would need at this point for all the games in our house. Like, we don't oh, have... Oh, no, I, I couldn't. I'm so glad I went digital. I have no yeah. regrets, honestly. I would have no... I would, couldn't I'm breathe. Just crossing my fingers that it doesn't fucking... I think with. I think we're safe with, like, PlayStation. I think if you buy a game on PlayStation, like, proper, yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's... Well, like, all the, all the platforms, the Nintendo, yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, yeah, but even, movies, like, PC with Steam. I think it's a problem. Mo- movies, God, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the last time I bought a digital movie, though. Well, fair. Well, I, like, I'm still that fucking bought, guy that buys, like, Blu-rays and stuff. No, fair. We bought we bought Super Mario Brothers for the kids, just so, like, we could watch it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. Oh, that's out. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. That's not a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, but yeah, I'll let you know when I get it. I'll say right now, I mean, I don't think this is a game you'll ever play. But I will show it to you because I, I think it's sure fascinating I'm, to I'm just like, show you. Part like, of the, be part of the hype. Just like I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. Because you'll, you'll talk about it on the show at least a half dozen times. Well, and so I, 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 well I do think it, it might be interesting when I show you to just be like, hey, man, like, guy, like what do you want to do? And you tell me and I'll fuck it. We'll try I'm so excited to just try all the things and see where there's blockers, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, okay, where, there's the limit. Where are the fences, yeah. Yeah, because from what everyone is saying, it, there really doesn't seem to be any. If you can think it, it within the game systems, it. it probably will work. So hmm. to everyone listening, if you don't know what that game was, now you know. Uh, fucking check it out. I don't know. Might be, might be for you. Um, and then everyone else is just going to be playing Starfield. So it's, dude, this, like, the it's gonna be a crazy September. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, well, and, and so me, so Games Media has codes for Starfield. Yeah. So you're gonna start, you're gonna start seeing uh, reviews in the next couple of weeks for sure. Where do you? Uh, what's your Metacritic before we before we wrap up? What do you gauge the Metacritic being for Starfield? Oh, fuck. I. What do I want it to be, or what do I think it'll be? I want it realistically to be one number. What do, you, what do you think it's going to be? No, no, I no. Think what it's you hope? Be, what you realistically think, think from what you've seen? An eighty-four. I was going to go around there too. I was going to do like I'll, I'll put eighty-seven. And, and and like I also say that having only seen like videos and snippets of other Bethesda games, I haven't been huge on Bethesda tells. I never played Skyrim. I didn't play a lot of these older games like Fallout. So, but based on what I've seen, I think it's going to be that. A more polished version of that in space. I think the whole, I think the whole um, uh, procedurally generated planets is going to be a fucking mess. I think you're going to have a bunch of planets where there's nothing to do, and I think people are literally like, you know how gamers are. People are going to get their hands in the game and try to find the dead, unfinished planets and post the shit out of it, and yeah. that's what's going to catch press. So I feel like that is going to ding it. Um, I'm thinking, uh, yeah. honestly, the the one thing I cannot get out of my mind because they addressed it head on, and I thought like, oh, maybe they just have a solution they haven't like talked about yet. When you land on a planet, you land on a random fucking generated planet, one of the thousands out there. You get out of your spaceship, and you're like, oh, there's literally nothing for as far as the eye can see in any direction. But there's like this one thing. The it, like, I'm talking like fucking. 13 kilometers in the distance you see like a pillar and you're like oh there, out of, there's nothing but there is that one thing right there I want to go there it might take you like an hour in game to walk there but there's no vehicles so you either have to walk there or get back in your ship go back up to space 
and yes. somehow find where that thing is oh. and go back down. I'm really curious how that's going to work yeah, in the end and how people and then, like or hate it. That's an easy 15 points off a of, off of perfect Metacritic score. <laughs> right there. I mean, you know, you know I'm right. Like this, if that's what it is, this thing's going to get fucking decimated because the, the expectations have never been higher. Well, I'll leave it at this. I will be shocked if it is in the 90s or the 70s. I think it's going to be somewhere in the 80s, 80s. whether it's high or low. I I don't know. I think it's going to be somewhere in the 80s, and I think some people at Xbox are not going to be happy at all that that's how it's going to go. So we'll we'll see. Well, not much time. We have how many more weeks? By two shows from now, we will know. So, Yeah. I get three shows. Um, But anyways, uh, that is going to be it from us thanks to everyone for listening as always and we'll catch y'all next week